This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Chief Executive Officer, Financial Advisor, Justin Klein. Good afternoon, fellow investors, and welcome back to Invest Talk. Happy New Year to you all. It is Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Hope uh, everyone had a happy and fun New Year's. I was up in Mammoth Mountain, which is uh, Central East California, East Central California, however you want to say it. Uh, a lot of snow, most snow I've ever seen in person, that's for sure. Uh, but we made it out and I'm back. Uh, I know the market was closed today. We had a lot of replay shows last week uh, since both Steve and I were out. And so I wanted to, to get on. Even though the market was closed today, I want to get on and answer your questions, give you an update and review of 2022. It's now in the rear view mirror and it might be tempting to pretend that uh, the market is the same as it was 18 months ago. But as we know, not only is the year changing, but the times are changing as well. So I'm here to help you manage the process and make good decisions to achieve your own version of financial freedom. Everyone's different. Everyone starts at a different place. Everyone's goal is a bit different. And everyone's temperament tools that they have. They're all different. So it's really about having the right mindset, right perspective. So you avoid the pitfalls and you can take advantage of the opportunities. And you know this is a especially difficult thing to do, the investing uh, game. And it has a lot to do with just human nature. And so sure you probably all have resolutions for the new year and so certain parts of your life it's fine to succumb to human nature right in love for example can't help a lot of that it's emotions and we are emotional beings when it comes to investing that emotion is typically to your detriment and so You need to have a resolution, and that includes myself, right? We can all get better at trying to eliminate the emotional aspect of investing. It's not easy. And you have to remind yourself that. Because at different times and different years, you're going to have different things that come across your screen, And all of them could potentially trigger emotions for you. Some years it's easier, some years it's harder. And so that's what I challenge you to do in 2023 is to weed out the emotions, focus on the facts, invest based on how the world is, not the way you wish it to be. 
And so I'm Justin Klein, and I'm here to answer your invest talk, your questions here on Invest Talk at 88899 chart. I know I've got a lot of material for you today. My focus point concerns the story. The NASDAQ has wrapped the fourth quarter in a slump. And it wasn't a big down quarter in the fourth quarter, but it was down for fourth quarter in a row. So we're going to take a look at some data there since that's where a lot of people are invested, focused, they get excited about. But I have some other things in the docket for you as well. One is in regards to crypto. What did 2022 teach us about the crypto world? Also, are stocks sure to bounce back this year? Right, It was a tough 2022. No matter what index you're looking at, it was pretty much down. Some more than others, some modestly, some in a major way. And the natural inclination is to say, hey, can't have two in a row. Well, we're going to look at history and tell you what the odds are of that. Also, we're going to look at the stock and bond market and how much was shed in value through last year. So a lot on the docket for us to talk about. Now, my perspective looks at the history of the NASDAQ bear markets. NASDAQ's only around since 1971, so it's not a long history, but definitely want to take a look at that. I have this all planned for you here on Invest Talk. Now, the markets uh, today was closed, uh, and we we're going to kick it off tomorrow. I know we did have some uh, trading on the NAS- uh, in Japan already, so that was uh, that was positive, at least uh, to, to lead uh, today. Um, but... You know, the, the big boy, NYC, the NASDAQ, they, uh, they open tomorrow. Now we're going to head to our first listener question and play that now. Hi, this is Jake from California. Uh, I was just calling to get your guys' take on SM Energy. I do have a position in this about 3% and a total exposure of about 18% to energy with a variety of different companies like Exxon, Chevron, Oniok, Oventive. And this was just a, a play on a smaller cap, mid cap company. It looks like it is right around some support. And I was just wondering what you guys think about this company for a medium to long term hold. It looks like the expectations are about an 80% increase in earnings over the next uh, five years or so. I uh, would love your guys' take on it. Thank you. All right, this is SM Energy. It's an independent energy company engaged in the acquisition, exploration, development, and production of crude oil and condensate, natural gas, and natural gas liquids. It operates here in the United States primarily, and it looks to be yeah pretty small for the energy space, about a $4.2 billion market cap. Let's look at their debt, a modest amount of debt, but no, nothing uh, too crazy. Enterprise value of only 2.3. So... Very low multiple, but uh, earnings are earnings growth is expected to slow. But still, supposed to make eight dollars and eighty cents this year. That's pretty good for the full year uh, in twenty twenty two. After they report earnings, it's supposed to be about seven dollars and forty three cents. So that growth is slowing because last year twenty twenty one they made a dollar eighty five. So you can see that big jump, nearly two bucks, then seven and change, and now it's supposed to be eight dollars and eighty cents this year on a thirty four dollar stock. 
very low multiple. Um, it is at support. A lot of these oil companies uh, have pulled back to um, some pretty solid support. So I, I like this. I like that it has a modest amount of debt. I like that it is, uh, it is well diversified um, in the United States, different types of uh, energy assets. So I'm going to give this a thumbs up, SM Energy Co. Now we're heading into the first Invest Talk podcast break of 2023, and I welcome your finance and investment questions now. No question is too simple or too complex. You set the agenda, so give Invest Talk a call at 888-99-CHART. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each InvestTalk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. InvestTalk is a free download. And hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real-time data research and years of investing experience. 24-7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days, the Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. One of the most rewarding things I do each weekday is host the Invest Talk podcast. I truly enjoy helping investors, and I know that every question counts and every answer I provide will be unbiased. So as long as your questions involve the stock market or general investment topics and definitions, we set no limits. You, the caller, get to chart the course for each Invest Talk podcast. Justin and I are ready. Are you? Call with your questions anytime, day or night, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Bobby calling in from New York. I want to thank you guys for all the research you guys do. I was uh, looking to start a position in either Devon or Blackstone Minerals. Uh, I was hoping to get your guys' advice on um, the stronger company. Thank you in advance. Bye. Well, Devon or Blackstone Minerals. Now, the first thing with Blackstone is it's a limited partnership. So I know you're probably attracted to that nice 10.7% yield. But once again, tax adjusted, you you have to compare, right? It's 8.4 for Devon. So from a tax perspective, depending on your tax bracket, they may be roughly equal, right? Because Devon's going to pay qualified dividends that are taxed at that lower rate. So you have to consider that. Uh, Devon's also much larger, about a $40 billion market cap. Blackstone's only about 3.5. And Devon is more well-diversified, right? They have pro- they have uh, wells in Canada, for example, not just here in the U.S. So this is an easy choice for me. It's, it's Devon. Um, I Here's another challenge for you guys in the new year. Don't chase yield. I 
I, I get so many calls and it's uh, it's 8%, 10%, 12%. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say it, but that's typically not a great way to screen for stocks. It's not. The best performing stocks are not the ones that pay huge dividends or have a huge dividend yield, excuse me. Typically, the market's pricing that dividend yield for a reason because there's some sort of risk there. The market can be wrong. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you, you – I don't like being dogmatic about anything. And that's uh, one issue I think most investors have is they get dogmatic about a particular sector or uh, you know particular characteristics that they're looking for. Uh, and, and they don't see both sides of it. Right? I talked last week uh, – was last week? Week before about FUD, right? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You should be looking for that. And so when you're looking for companies, you're looking for dividends, you have to be invested in strong, solid businesses. And Blackstone Minerals, that's a lot more up and down. And it's a limited partnership. You have to look at that drawback and take it for what it is. You can't get around it. So I'm I'm going with Devin. Now my focus point today concerns the story. The NASDAQ has wrapped the fourth quarter in a slump and it was only down about one percent for the quarter but for the year it was down about 33 percent that's the steepest decline since 2008 and the third worst year on record now it was down 9.1 percent in the first quarter 22 percent in the second quarter 4.1 percent in the third quarter and after a rocky december was down 1%. Now, it was the first full year where it fell every single quarter. Now, 08 was the worst uh, year for the NASDAQ, but the second worst was dot-com bubble. NASDAQ in 2000, it was down 39%. And that was when... Pets.com went public in February of 2000, and nine months later, it was shut down. eToys went public in late 99. Market cap grew to $8 billion in early 2000, and it lost all of its value, went bankrupt early the next year in 2001. Amazon had its worst year ever in 2000, dropped 80%. Cisco's down 29%. And then another 53% the following year. Microsoft was down 60%. Apple down 70%. This is all in 2000. And a lot of similarities to this year. Right? Facebook down two-thirds. Tesla down two-thirds. Amazon down uh, was cut in half this year. And a lot of companies that were SPACs or went public last year, down 80% from their high. But the biggest kind of parallels, I think, with uh, the 2000.com bust of pets.com and e-toys anything with dot-com back then 99 2000 people just threw money at which is very similar to the crypto space and that blow up uh this year coinbase lost 86 percent this year so that's what you're seeing here is that this is very similar to 2000 and it took uh two years and seven months to hit the bottom and i think we're 
13 months into this. So maybe half done, probably a little less than that. We're going to a break. So give me a call at 888-99-CHART. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Hey, Stephen, Justin. This is Marco from New Jersey. Thanks for all that you do. Love the show. Have a question. I'm, I'm trying to expand my portfolio into bonds, listening to some of your advice. And I think Nordstrom, as a retailer, focusing on luxury, but also having the off-price channel is a, a good strategic retailer to invest in. But I was thinking about buying the bonds as opposed to investing in the stock. And right now, there's uh, some that are out there on TD Ameritrade that are like priced at like $90.50 with a just about a 7% coupon. The yield to worst is 7.5% and they expire in 2028 and they're not callable. So it's, I've never bought a bond before. I'm starting to experiment with it. And I felt like, hey, if this is a company that I think is going to survive, maybe going with a bond that's you know a better place in the structure of a company is a good way to do this and make a solid return of over 7% for the next several years. So again, we'd love your thoughts on this and thanks for your advice. Take care. All right. Great. Great call because I like that he's thinking about the capital structure, understanding that bonds are much higher on the capital structure and it's a safer way to play a particular company. And in this market where bond yields have gone up pretty dramatically, you're getting some pretty nice yields, especially in the corporate space. Now, for Nordstrom, uh, I, I believe I, I know which uh, which one he's looking at, at least at maturity, yields a coupon 6.95%. So that's where he's getting that about 7% coupon. But remember, you're trading at a discount. So that's not what you really want to look at. You want to look at things like yield to worst. Right now on this is somewhere in the eight and a quarter to eight and a half range, somewhere there depending on you know what price you would get it at. Uh, the last offer was on, on my sheet is uh, 94 spot one. So yeah, nice eight point, call it 4% uh, yield. And that's going to be a safer way to play Nordstrom's. All you have to do is, you know, at least have a, a good sense that they're going to stick around and stay in business for the next five, five and a half years, right? A little over five years because it matures on uh, in March of, of 2028. So I like this play. I, I like the way you're thinking and it, it would diversify it uh, a bit more, your portfolio. And you're buying an individual bond, uh, getting a much higher yield. And this is what I say when you get, when you're, when you're buying corporate bonds, you can get seven, eight plus percent return right now. You just have to do the requisite equity research to say, okay, is this company really going to be around through a cycle? And Nordstrom, you know, it's higher end uh, retailer and those typically hold up better um, in recession because wealthy people still, they spend. Um, so I like this. Uh, so I'm going to give Nordstrom bonds a thumbs up. Now it is rated double B plus, which technically is junk, but that's uh, basically the highest rating in the junk category. 
Thanks for the call. Now let's touch a bit on crypto. And 2022 was a year where a lot of the there's a, there's a lot of crypto debacles. You can just call the whole year a one big giant crypto debacle. And for those skeptics, and you, if you go back and listen, has uh, been pretty skeptical. They're they're vindicated in a big way. And sadly, a lot of people were hurt. FTX lost $8 billion for their clients. Many people lost their life savings because they were, once again, chasing a narrative, not really understanding the risks within that asset class. Then there's the NFT space where people were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not million dollars plus, on NFTs, which if you dig into them, you're buying a little more than a link to a picture somewhere. And that's where, you know, there were a lot of get-rich-quick schemes and and just flat-out frauds. And it showed that the whole thing was underpinned by simply belief. And the whole crypto system exposed itself as being dishonest, interconnected, and based really in fantasy. So the big question is, what are the things you can learn? Well, the first is, the whole ecosystem was contained a lot more leverage than anyone expected. And guess what? When you have leverage, meaning you have real liabilities, you need real assets to cover those liabilities, not ones and zeros in the cloud. Second thing is, the idea that the world, the crypto world was decentralized, uh-uh. Definitely was not. And the wealth concentration within the space is way more concentrated than traditional finance. There was a signal chat that was called exchange coordination between people at FTX, Binance, and Tether. So it was all just this kind of you know, interconnected players that were controlling the system and still are. And we learned it was not much more than a Ponzi. And so many people are still willing to suspend their disbelief. They're clinging on the hope that one day crypto will live up to uh, its hopes and dreams. And, and I think one day it will. But it's many, many decades from today. We're going to a break, so give me a call at 888-99-CHART ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it is official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck, because Justin Klein is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hello, my name is David. I'm from California. I was hoping you guys could look at Signature Bank. Thank you. All right, Signature Bank. This is a New York-based commercial bank. And it offers a wide range of business and personal banking products and services, mainly to people and companies in the New York area. And that's the issue here, is that they are heavy reliant on the asset values within New York, in New York City. They lend to the ta taxi space for purchases of taxi medallions, for example. That's just one small example of exposure they have to New York City. So I don't know if I really want to be tied to that when so many, especially of the commercial buildings within New York City, uh, are going to have to be transitioned probably to more housing. Maybe it'll make the city more affordable to live in. But businesses there are struggling, right? Not, and this is every metropolitan area. When you have people commuting into work, into offices, and now they're working from home, well, those are, there's a lot of businesses that they aren't frequent, frequenting, like local restaurants. And then the companies that they work for, they 
really going to spend top dollar on a bunch of office space when it maybe is a hybrid environment or maybe they're completely working remote? Probably not. So these are the type of things you have to consider when you're investing in a region. That's what you're doing when you're investing in a company or a bank that is lending to a particular part of the country, part of the world, whatever. How are asset prices within that region doing? And New York City, not so hot. So I'm passing on Signature Bank. Now, my perspective today looks at the history of NASDAQ bear markets. And no one likes a bear market, but they do come from time to time. Now, the NASDAQ was created in 1971, and this includes all the stocks listed on the NASDAQ exchange. Right now, more than 3,000 in total. Now, there, have been, there haven't been many bear markets in the history of, of the NASDAQ, but the first one was very soon after its making, 1973. It was down 60% from peak to trough. We had the really bad bear market, 1973, 74. And it took around four years for the index to emerge from that bear market during a rough economic time. And then starting in 82, another bear market hit after the U.S. economy entered a recession. And by mid-summer 1982, the NASDAQ exited its bear market. So it was a quick Right, early 82 into the summer, and it was a quick you know, dive and rebound. Then you had the crash of 87. That was quick and recovered by March of 98. Or sorry, 88, excuse me. So these bear markets can be short and sweet. Now, the NASDAQ was up consistently throughout the 90s. You had a brief bear market in August of 98, but then the Fed pivoted after the Asian financial crisis. And by October 98, a rebound was, was there and launched the market. In 99, the NASDAQ was up over 100%. And we know that it, by early 20, 2000, the worst bear market in its history began plunged more than 75% from the highs. And even when 08 hit, the NASDAQ hadn't hit, re, you know, re, recovered its previous peak. Didn't do that until the end of 2013. So think about that. It took 13 years for the NASDAQ to really recover. And so that's a perfect example of how when you invest in something at such egregious valuations, you're asking for dead money for many years. And a lot of people are like, oh, it'll come back, it'll come back, it'll come back. But yeah, I mean, most things do come back. But many do not. If you go bankrupt or if it's an index that's at drastically overvalued uh, prices, it can take a decade or more for you to get your money back. So that's why valuations matter. 
So bear markets can be short and, and sweet. I guess no bear market's sweet. But they can be short. Or they can be more dragged out. And so this recent bear market that, that we're in now, like I said at the top of the show, was is, is very similar to the 2000. There's a lot of similarities from anything that's dot-com to anything that's crypto. A lot of parallels there. And then anything that was in the tech space in general, right? It was on the NASDAQ in 2000, was going up in price. Just like anything that was a cloud stock, right? That was on a subscription model. It justified egregious valuations, 10, 15, 20 times revenues. Just honestly, not fair, not fair price, not even close to fair prices. And, you know, when will the NASDAQ bear market end? I really think this is a two to three year process. Does that mean we can't be up this year? I think that's certainly possible. But to say we're going to solidly be back in this go-go era of tech and innovation and uh, where, where those prices are continuing to march higher across the board, extremely unlikely anytime soon. Well, there's going to be your, your one-offs. Right? Apple, after they launched the iPhone, just started to control the NASDAQ. It was, you know, it's been the best performing stock for, you know, 15 years or so. There's always going to be those anomalies. But that's, it was an anomaly because it was printing cash. And that's what this era is going to be about. The companies that can go from innovation and excitement to good managers of strong brand, strong technology, and reinvest that money in growing the business in a way that shows returns with shareholders. Not in stock price, but in profits and cash flows. Now let's put it back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank at 888 chart Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Kevin calling from La Crescenta, California. I was looking at uh, some of the bond offerings, then, and there were some with the higher that uh, I was considering. And these were coming from three different companies. Canadian Natural Resources, CNQ. The other is Altria Group, and finally HSBC. It seems like these companies should be okay for the long term. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts on the bonds offerings for for these companies. If you recommended one over the over the other two, or all of them seem to be okay investments as far as bonds go. Uh, appreciate your help. Thank you. No problem. All right. So you're looking at three different types of bonds or two, two, two types of companies, excuse me. Uh, the first two I would be probably okay with. Uh, the last one, not so much. Anything that's tied to China, I just don't trust the Chinese government 
to manage through this decline. It's really what it is. They're in a decline demographically, economically. Now that can decline into mediocrity, but stability, or it could decline into chaos. And I really think those are kind of the two paths forward. So HSBC, Hong Hong Kong Shanghai Bank Corporation, that's what HSBC stands for. Not something I'm going to tie myself to. CNQ, Canadian oil company, solid name, completely fine with, was it rated triple B minus, Altria triple B, also fine with. So those are two that I'm fine with those credits. But Hong Kong, Shanghai Bank, not so much. Now the day we talked about has come, the new year is here, and that should make you realize that eventually another day is coming, and another day, and then retirement day. So the question is, are you prepared? You know, the stock market is evolving. And that means your portfolio and your strategy must evolve as well. So that you can achieve your own version of financial freedom. If you have updated strategies, data, and discipline. So that your portfolio can thrive. So the question is, do you feel like you are prepared? Are you making the right changes? Not just any changes, but the right changes. Well, if you need help understanding where you're at, where you should be going, I encourage you to reach out to myself or Steve Peasley, our company KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California where we practice parallel investing, which means we invest right alongside our clients and we provide unbiased guidance both on and off air. And we operate with the same philosophy, which is independent thinking and shared success. So I encourage you to take advantage of our free portfolio review assessment via telephone or go to meeting. Just give our office a call, 800-557-5461, or you can head over to investtalk.com and submit a request for a portfolio review. The sooner you contact us, the sooner we can help you get your portfolio optimized. Now, this is Invest Talk, and we will play another listener question coming up from Texas. So hang on. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need Invest Talk. Invest Talk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin, this is Stephen in Texas. I had a question. I was looking at my app for the TD Ameritrade stuff and there's a under transaction that says Playboy Group writes expires 117-2023 non-taxable spinoff liquidation distribution. Just curious what that means. First thought was 
that Playboy completely went under. So I checked and I still have my position, but uh, just wondering, does that mean I need to liquidate as soon as possible and sell everything off? Or are they already in some sort of as it is and hoping that somebody buys them out and the stock doesn't go to zero? Just curious what your thoughts were on this. Thanks a lot. Uh, it's just giving you the right to buy shares at three dollars and fifty cents. That's pretty much uh, what it is. So, you know, you can exercise that by January seventeenth or not. But right now, obviously, the shares are, are trading below that level uh, because there's a lot of uh, tax loss selling uh, in the name. Um, so that that's really that's really all it is so uh you can take advantage of it you can execute those or you can not maybe uh maybe it'll be a good thing i, I doubt it gets above that by uh the expiration date because too many people would be executing it and and um and probably selling their shares at a profit um so probably not much for you to worry about at the moment thanks for the call 8899 chart, 888 is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. We only have about 10 minutes left, so if you're going to call, you want to do that right now. Let's check in on equities and bonds for 2022. We talked a lot about equities, but bonds also had a rough year as well. And if you look at, in total, equities had their worst year since 08. But people, investors still poured about $510 billion in equity ETFs, mainly through indexes. And it just shows you how dominant the indexes, uh, index investing is. And a lot of people are forced into it through their retirement plans at work. And this bear market is on average the longer than the average bear market since the World War II. And only four occasions, the SP 500 has suffered back-to-back calendar year losses in this history. Okay. And the bond world could potentially have some blow-ups. And if you look at analysts, analysts are, are confused on equities. Equities, the, the median prediction as of the end of November for analysts was 4,200 on the SP, which is about where it was at the end of November. And the forecasts are about 20% on either side of that. It just shows you how kind of confused most analysts are. And frankly, I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to many of them, or any of them all, really, because there's so many factors that could drive prices of equities and asset, pri- asset prices uh, over the next year. So are we going to have back-to-back years? We shall see. Uh, but... Uh, it's it's not a it's not a game it's not a uh, it's not a given that we're going to have an up year this year. We're heading to a break, so give me a call at eight 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 ninety nine sharp. The stock market is volatile; it's constantly changing. So, how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced, or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. Now, before the break, I was trying to get to a point, and you know, I don't know if you guys all know this, but uh, 
we air uh, in uh, Silicon Valley area it's a, it's a ra- as a radio show. I know most of you listen as a podcast, but puts us into breaks, and I get rushed into breaks, and I hate that. So uh, I want to finish up what I was kind of getting at uh, before the break, which is, you know, a lot of people assume that the market will be up for this year because the stock market was down last year. Um, but not only does history say that's not certain, but the type of bear market that this is also makes it even more uncertain. Because history shows that it takes a long time for equity markets to recover from the type of drop that you saw in 2022. And we talked earlier in the show about the NASDAQ and how that took a while to recover. But you know, from, the, from the 2000 uh, bust. But the, the S&P itself... It took seven years to regain its high from 2000. And then soon after, right, it rolled over into the 08 financial crisis. So we're, we're in a, we were in a similar mania in 2000, 2001 timeframe. And for similar reasons, an overzealous Fed way too much stimulus and way too many retail investors chasing stories. So while analysts, 41 different analysts from Reuters see the market roughly 20% above or 20% below the 4,200 level on the S and P. Now the close of the year, what we were at, this up here since we haven't traded yet close at 38 call it 40 on the year and i think you could have a very mixed year that's what i see more there's going to be more bifurcation in the markets some tech sectors doing pretty poor others doing pretty great you know 2020 Two was a year where really energy was the only thing that was up. There were some sectors, healthcare, utilities, only down modestly. And then you had technology, communication services down in a big, big way. So I think you're going to get something similar. It's going to be different sectors, but it's going to not be a market where you just buy the indexes and you're going to do great. You're going to have some indexes up and others down. But a continuation of a transition year like we had last year. Now, I think we can fit in one more listener question, so let's try. Hi, I wanted to know if using such apps as the Cash app for investments is a legit way to get into the game of investing. Thanks. Well, the good thing with the, with the apps is really the savings mechanism. A lot of these apps, I believe the Cash App is you spend money and you it automatically allocates to investing. You know, maybe, uh, maybe it rounds up or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um, but those those are what those apps are good for. Is to get you in the habit of saving and investing. 
Now, all they're going to do is put you in index funds, which is not going to be, as we talked about, not going to be that great, right? Way over allocated to expensive large cap stocks. On the wrong side of the market, right? Still on the growth side versus the value side. Although that's helped, you know, been that's improved throughout 2022. So anything that's automated, you're you're going to be what the market is. If you want to do better, then you have to do something else. But some people just need help with the process of savings, and some of those apps can help with that. And that's step number one. Saving money to invest. Now, I'm Justin Klein. This completes another Invest Talk program. And Steve Peasley, and I thank you for listening. We encourage you to tell your friends and family about our free podcast downloads, which you can get anytime at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Be sure to rate and review. And now we are closing in as we enter 2023 on the 50 million download mark. So excited to get there with you all. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Good night. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 